Today is Monday, August 29th, 2022, and breaking news, U.S. Embassy collapses in Baghdad. Helicopter evacuations here on the eve of the anniversary of the Afghanistan-Kabul helicopter collapse. Presidential Palace in Iraq has been overrun as gunfire rains through the streets in Baghdad. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, this is bad for Joe Biden. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we start off today with some breaking news. We are late a few minutes to our show because we had to add the breaking news happening right now, this very second. So stick with us because we will be updating this as we get information. Right now, on the anniversary, last week was the anniversary of the 13 U.S. service members who died one year ago in the fatal disastrous, incompetent, repugnant, sickening collapse of Afghanistan under this administration. Joe Biden overseeing this as simply a political cudgel, the destruction of everything we had poured into the country of Afghanistan, the treasure, the lives, the pain, the suffering, the infrastructure, everything abandoned by this president who couldn't even bother to stop looking at his watch during the dignified transfer of the coffins of those 13 service members who perished at his hand. Joe Biden ordered those young men and women to their deaths. The CIA knew about this bomber. They did nothing about it. Joe Biden's catastrophic pullout of Afghanistan, his lying to the American people, led to the deaths of Americans. And this morning, We are awakened to news of it happening all over again now in Baghdad, a country that has had $2 trillion of U.S. money poured into it. American treasure and lives, thousands of young Americans died in the sand fields of this nation, protecting this nation in Baghdad and the weakness of the Biden administration and regime now collapsing Therein, we have the reports and we have the breaking images. You can see the helicopters taking off from atop the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. There it is. The U.S. Embassy in Baghdad having helicopter evacuations. Saigon 3.0. Saigon 2.0 was in Kabul and Saigon 3.0 happening as we speak. This is a breaking story and will be updated as we get information. Smoke has been seen rising in downtown Baghdad. You can see the smoke rising. Uh, Here we have images of the smoke in Baghdad. Breaking clip. Uh, uh, Royce, toss that up. We have the presidential palace being stormed. The presidential palace, the seat of government in Baghdad, well inside the green zone, has been stormed and broken into by protesters. They have rioted through the palace. We have footage of the chaos. Here we go, breaking news. So the AFP is reporting that an exchange of gunfire has been observed as dozens of possibly hundreds of supporters riot in the street. Who are they supporting? This according to Amir Tasfari, who is an Iraqi journalist on Telegram. Right now, again, we are getting the information as it comes in. What is happening in Baghdad? What is going on right now? Chaos is happening in Iraq after the important Shiite leader, Mutaka al-Sadir, 
whose party won the majority in the parliamentary elections, decided to withdraw from politics and shut down his offices and his political party. His followers stormed into the presidential palace in Baghdad. They suspect that Iran is behind the move to destabilize and gain more control. Assadir is a loud opponent of Iran's intervention in Iraq and Iraqi affairs and rumors that killing squads were sent in to assassinate him. So what is happening as far as we can understand right now inside of Iraq is that the democratically elected leader decided to pull out of politics altogether to shut down his political party in a shock to the system. This is happening because of Iran. Iran is the nation that is being encouraged by the Biden regime in order to be more full-throated in this region, in order to sow more chaos in this region. The deaths of American service members, anyone who served in Iraq will tell you, is at the hand of the Iranians in the Iranian Guard. The killing of Soleimani by Donald Trump is one of the most just, justifiable killings in American history. This is the man who engineered the roadside bombs, the slaughter of Americans throughout Iraq. Iran wants to use Iraq as a proxy state to destabilize it. Iran and Iraq hate each other. They have hated each other for millennia. And Iran is deeply committed to destroying the Iraqi state that is propped up entirely by your tax dollars. So get ready for more chaos. Get ready for more carnage right now. Apparently the elections, the elections disaster that has led to a anti-Iran party supposedly getting into power and then Iranian kill squads being sent in to destabilize the nation. Now the nation is totally destabilized. Days of protests and unrest have reportedly resulted in Baghdad's high secure green zone being breached Monday. It is impossible to explain how damaging this is. So the green zone in Iraq is essentially a diplomatic zone that is supposed to never be breached. So to have chaos reigning through the streets, to have helicopters having to evacuate American personnel inside the green zone, which is protected militarily by the United States of America, means that the American protections inside of this zone have been overrun by protesters. These protesters have gotten into the intersanctums of the palace of the president in Iraq. They have overrun the most secure section of this nation, the green zone. These protesters are angry because of Iran's meddling. And this very week, we have signals that the Biden regime is going to do a new Iran nuclear deal in order to give new pallets of cash to the Iranians. These people have slaughtered Americans. They are now destabilizing Iraq. Let's play Royce again. Let's play the uh, clip of the helicopters taking off from the U.S. Embassy. We had as our cold open. Saigon 3.0. You saw it in Kabul. You saw it in Saigon under Jimmy Carter, and now you're seeing it on the anniversary of the collapse of Afghanistan, more helicopters with more fleeing Americans under Joe Biden's flaccid, tepid, beta leadership around the globe. The collapsing American regime before our very eyes. Show it again. Helicopters evacuating Americans from the embassy in Iraq taken just seconds ago. Obviously, this is a nightmare situation for Joe Biden. The situation at hand is that the Democrats wish for there to be a focus on Donald Trump leading up to the midterms. Now, we know from our sources inside of Trump's camp 
that they were not going to announce his run for president in 2024 before the midterms. Trump was behind the scenes, quietly pushing forward with his agenda and with his presumptive presidential campaign. Let's say you're walking down the street and you see Paul Pelosi wobbling and wandering out of a bar and he offers to give you a ride home. Would you get in his car? Let's say Hunter Biden offered to take your laptop to the repair shop. Would you let him? Of course not, because you're a smart person. So why would you let Hunter Biden's father and Paul Pelosi's wife, Nancy and Joe, run your bank account? Of course you wouldn't. Why are you trusting these people to manage your money? They are doing a horrific job of it, and you can see the signs of that all around the country. Inflation is going insane. Inflation is real. The real CPI is at another 40-year high. The recession is real. They're lying to you. There is a recession, and if your money is tied up in the U.S. dollar, then you are messing with fire. You are getting inside of that passenger seat with Paul Pelosi at the wheel slurring his words. It's critical for you to take a hard look right now at your family's value, income, and savings and say, wait a second, it's time to diversify. Gold and silver is what I suggest through my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free information kit on how to diversify your savings with precious metals. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and countless five-star reviews. I myself have used Birch Gold and I now have some of my savings diversified into actual, literal, physical gold that I can hold in my hand and it is a wonderful feeling, ladies and gentlemen gentlemen. Text Benny to 989898 to get a Birch Gold Info Kit today and start learning about real value. Now, the raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago by the FBI has facilitated Trump to be now the focus of attention inside of the country. This is a plan for Democrats in order to try and salvage the burning, collapsing, sinking ship of the Biden presidency by pivoting the attention. So this is an in-party, out-party situation that is happening right now. What this is signaling, this collapse in Baghdad, is signaling the potential for it to suddenly become an in-party situation again in the midterms. So what is happening geopolitically right now and geometrically right now is this raid was orchestrated because Democrats were so desperate and so chaotically panicked in order to try and get the focus on something other than Joe Biden's disastrous presidency and the calamity after calamity after calamity of his presidency, they orchestrated the raid for political purposes. Now, there are layers to that, but it is helping them electorally, and we'll get to the polls later in the show. This is helping them electorally because it is now foisting Trump, a polarizing figure, to the front of an election that should be a referendum on Joe Biden. Americans don't vote for things, they vote against things. Americans voted against Hillary Clinton in 2016. We all know how that turned out. Americans voted against, very much so, against COVID protocols, against the collapse financially, against lockdowns in 2020. They didn't technically vote against Trump, they voted against policies that were instituted by vicious bureaucrats at the very end of Trump's first year, first term. Correction. And so now this FBI raid is intended and orchestrated and leaking, the leaking that is occurring is intended to harm Republicans going into the midterms. And they are making slight gains on this. A collapse in Baghdad 
and the destruction and the other another humiliating foreign policy collapse by the Biden regime will make this now an in-party focus again. What Democrats want you to focus on is Republicans and their presumed Republican failures. What Republicans are trying to do is make this about the party in power, which is absolutely what it should. Democrats control every single branch of government all the way down. They control every single lever of power right now. So every failure is upon them, including but not limited to Afghanistan. And now what is happening in Baghdad? So as we know right now, we are now up to the news. As we know right now in Baghdad, there has been the storming of the presidential palace. Rioters and protesters have taken over the green zone, the American embassy and the UN. Okay, this is breaking news. The UN has now evacuated in the green zone. Riots have taken place. There's gunfire and smoke rising from Baghdad. Another humiliating foreign policy collapse for the Biden regime. That's why we are covering it at the top of the show. More breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. As a judge has announced a victory for Donald Trump against the FBI. Now, this was where we were going to start the show up until 9 a.m. this morning. This was the biggest piece of breaking news. Judge announces preliminary intent to appoint a special master to review Trump records seized by the FBI. This is an important step for Donald Trump in a victory here. We have had on many experts. And joining us very soon will be Darren Beatty of Revolver News to talk through this issue. But let's cover the news first. The experts have told us this, and here is the update. As Baghdad collapses, as the Biden regime is in panic, as nightmares begin to seize and take hold of the Biden regime, they will become more desperate. Here is what the desperation has led to. This raid on Trump is orchestrated in order to get Trump into the news for an election victory. It is also orchestrated in order to simultaneously and in concert steal documents from Donald Trump using federal agents to steal politically charged documents that Donald Trump declassified in his last days, in his last hours uh, as president for his first term. Donald Trump declassified all documents pertaining to the Russiagate crossfire hurricane. Donald Trump had those documents in his personal possession According to Cash Patel last week, we've only seen 60% of those documents. The other 40% are more damaging and more damning to the regime. The Gestapo of the FBI have been politically executed to raid Donald Trump's home and to seize those documents. They were not after the classified documents. They were after the declassified documents. It's so important to understand that. Donald Trump has every right to have these documents. Donald Trump has every right unto himself via the Constitution. Section 1, Article 2. The president is the executive. The executive is the president. They're the same people. So by merely taking the document himself, Donald Trump has declassified this. Now, this has been litigated multiple times in multiple cases. This has been litigated against U.S. Navy versus Egan in 1988, and then litigated once again in 2012 when we were when Judicial Watch was trying to get the tapes inside of Bill Clinton's sock drawer. Gross. Again, please don't take a blacklight to Bill Clinton's sock drawer. Uh, you will see a radiation and a light, uh, a light that will fry your eyes. Please. Please, God, don't do it. But Judicial Watch tried to get these documents inside of Bill Clinton's sock drawer and they were smashed down by a judge. And in 1988, U.S. Navy versus Egan, smashed down by a judge. No, you don't have the right to the president's personal documents. Yes, the president has the sole right to classify and declassify. 
Donald Trump is fully in the right here. And the first thing that Trump is making a motion towards legally is a special master to be appointed for everything that was taken from his home. This is Donald Trump's home. This is not some, you know, random palatial estate. This is where Melania keeps her boudoir. This is where Donald Trump keeps his personal documents and his passports, which were stolen in a phishing attempt by the FBI. So that is where we are up to date. The breaking news this morning is that Donald Trump is victorious. A federal judge inside of D.C. of all places has said that they will appoint a special master in this case in order to remove the documentation from the FBI and the DOJ. Now, we'll talk about the pitfalls there, and we'll be discussing this in depth with Darren Beatty, somebody who knows the very most about it in just a moment. But let's get to the news. Federal judge said on Saturday that he will appoint a special primary intent. Excuse me. The federal judge on Saturday announced her preliminary intent to appoint a special master. There we go. To review records seized by the FBI during his unprecedented raid on Mar-a-Lago home earlier this month. The request of former President Trump and his legal team citing exceptional circumstances. Trump and his legal team filed a motion Monday evening seeking the independent review of records seized by the FBI during the raid of Mar-a-Lago earlier this month. Here is the breaking news on that issue. Clip A, Royce, go. Judge Eileen Cannon issued yesterday a notice of preliminary intent to appoint a third-party attorney to review the documents seized from Mar-a-Lago. She cited, quote, exceptional circumstances presented and also ordered the Justice Department to provide under seal a more detailed list of what was taken, and that is due on Tuesday. A hearing is scheduled for Thursday. This is a small victory for the Trump legal team, which has been pushing for the appointment of a special master, as it's called, since last week. Acknowledging the judge's order in a post yesterday. Yesterday, former President Trump reiterated that he feels the timing of the raid proved its motivations, writing, this assault was done for political purposes just prior to the midterm elections and 2024, of course. It is a disgrace to our now third world nation. Something that won't surprise you at all is that I am addicted to my cell phone. Why? Well, because I run a digital news company and at The Benny Show, we have 10 employees and they need to be online and their service needs to work and we need to make a profit to keep in business. So I have got to be balancing my budget as well. So how do you stay online and balance a budget, especially in these tight economic times? Use Pure Talk. We use Pure Talk at The Benny Show. It is the official sponsor of The Benny Show, and their service is incredible. It is the most reliable 5G network in America, and for just 30 bucks, you can get talk, text, and data on America's best network. And with the code Benny, you get 50% off your first month. Most families save around 75 bucks by switching over to Pure Talk. That's like a tank of gas. And who couldn't use an extra tank of gas in Joe Biden's America? So go over to puretalkusa.com and use the code Benny to get 50% off your new cell service today. And if you need one more reason to do it, you provide American jobs by doing this. Pure Talk is run by a United States military veteran, is their CEO. Man, they want America to win and you will win if you switch to Pure Talk today. Use the code Benny to get 50% off. So you remember that James Comey weeped and cried bitterly on camera, sobbing, salty, salty James Comey tears about having to investigate Hillary Clinton for literal crimes before an election. Here they are taking the presumptive presidential nominee in 2024 of the opposing party in power, and 
doing everything in their power to try and destroy the man ahead of an election. It is interference in election. We know that the FBI has been interfering in our elections for a very long time, not including the Hillary investigation, but also Crossfire Hurricane, and also, of course, not investigating Hunter Biden. And then what we found out on Friday, them going to social media platforms, the largest in the world, and asking them to censor. And we have that story coming up. So the FBI has a long history of interfering in election. It is just simply interfering on behalf of Democrats and the Democrat Party. The reason that they were so exercised in 2016, the reason why James Comey languished and and lashed himself before the nation. I've been a bad little boy. I'm a bad boy. James Comey standing up there with his little paddle and whip. The reason he did that was because he was hurting Hillary Clinton and he knew it. Hillary Clinton deserves the inside of a jail cell. They are having a small victory on Team Trump for this special master. Here's what Laura Trump said about the special master and why it must be appointed this weekend. Um, How do you read this? What do you take from this potential appointment of a special master? Well, look, I think that it's definitely a step in the right direction. All my father-in-law has called for from the very beginning, and I think all the American people want is fairness and transparency. And very clearly, um, we have not received that in any way, and and Donald Trump has not been treated fairly, it appears, to the vast majority of the country uh, when you look at this entire situation. So certainly it is a step in the right direction. But, Will, whenever you have, um, you know, documents seized that were attorney-client privilege, and absolutely, you know, these individuals have perused through them, have checked them out. That is a violation of Donald Trump's constitutional rights. How is that acceptable in any way? So, mm-hmm. look, I think to have a third party look into this um, certainly does feel like we're moving towards the right direction. But it, none of the concerns have been cleared up that the American people have. Where's the justification still we don't have for something like this that violates 250? 50 years of jurisprudence in America. We have not received that. And I think the longer you go in America without these answers and the concerns of American people, the American people becoming more and more, the more it looks like a political attack on Donald Trump, a man who may be the opponent against the Democrats in 2024. And sadly, I think every day people have more concerns about it. So Laura Trump is saying, hey, where's the justification? Well, hey, Laura, I got tough news for you right here, baby. You ever seen something like this? Look at that. Someone's got a ruler and a highlighter at the DOJ. They're very excited about it. This is an art project. Really, it's beautiful. It's Hunter Biden's weekend plans. White lines all around. It's something that Joe Biden could never never climb. The stairs that Joe Biden could never get up. Look at this. Laura, what, don't you know? Here you go. Here's your justification for why they raided your father-in-law's house. Don't you, don't you understand? It's an art project. Sickening. It's disgusting. And most importantly, it is being ripped to shreds by some of the greatest legal minds in the country. Mark Levin had this to say on his show. It's such a delicious clip from Levin. You know, we really admire Mark Levin. We admire people who have experience. Mark Levin does have experience. Mark Levin has been the chief of staff for an attorney general. He knows these things better than anyone living And he knows exactly what process is happening behind the scenes. Listen to Levin go scorched, flamed earth 
The libs had to evacuate on their own helicopters from this small portion of his monologue last night. It's fascinating. It's unbelievable. Look, look. Oh, somebody knows how to use a magic marker and a ruler. And there they are. But we have seven sentences. Let's see if we can figure out what's taking place. Ooh, look at this. I'm the senior legal analyst of this show right here. And they keep moving the ball and they keep leaking. They want absolute secrecy. Let's start with this point. If I'm wrong and the other side is right, how is it that Hillary Clinton is still walking on the earth free? She should be getting 50 life consecutive sentences for her violations of the Espionage Act. How is it that Jim Comey is still walking on the face of the earth free? Same with him. We know Hillary had a server in her home to gather information, including classified information. That violates the Espionage Act. There's simply no question about it. And when confronted with it, was her home searched? Was there a search warrant? I don't seem to recall. Do you? Did 30 FBI agents go to Chappaqua? I don't think so. Gee, willikers. And I seem to remember her lawyer, David Kendall, had a big role in deciding what the government would and wouldn't see. Oh, and then we had hammers on iPhones and bleach software and all the rest of it. Obstruction? Oh, of course not. It's Hillary. And she wasn't even president, except in her mind. <laughs> Come on. It's like, gosh, we love Mark. Gosh, we love Mark Levin. I had the pleasure. I don't, I don't, I'm not buddies with Mark Levin, but I had the pleasure of riding with him on an airplane. Just randomly. He sat next to me on an airplane. We had the best conversation. What a total dude. What a normal, nice man. Mark Levin is a patriot who just loves this country and does not want it to descend into madness. And the only way it descends into madness, the only way that it becomes Iraq, what we saw at the opening with Iraq, is if there are two systems of justice. You are currently living through the dumpster fire of the Joe Biden presidency, and that can be a tough pill to swallow. So why add more tough pills to swallow to your nutritional supplements? Did you know that Nutritional supplements in pill form is actually one of the worst ways to absorb nutrients. That's why doctors and nutritionists created Healthy Cell, a great-tasting ingestible gel with 165% more absorption than pills. It's hard to make a vitamin liquid that tastes good naturally, but Healthy Cell did it. And I use Healthy Cell every single morning along with my wife, who, let me tell you, is a nutrition stickler. Nurse Kate, man, if this passes her test, it is gold. And speaking of gold, you don't want to waste your gold, your money on pills that don't work. So use Healthy Cell, something that tastes great and gets the job done. Visit HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. That's Healthy Cell, C-E-L-L, and use the code Benny for 20% off your first order. HealthyCell.com backslash Benny. Be healthier than Joe Biden. If there's an in party and an out party, if there are the deplorables and the oligarchs, this is how America collapses. Luckily, some of the people inside of the House Republicans who will be storming into power in November know this and they intend on investigating the FBI. We'll hold them to it. Mike Turner, ranking member of the House Intel Committee who would have oversight here of the FBI, said that he will be investigating the FBI 
Good to get him on the record. More important to hold him accountable. Mike Turner of the GOP saying this. So who directed the FBI then? I mean, who is in charge here? Is this the same group that oversaw Crossfire Hurricane and the efforts to take Trump down during the campaign over a lie being collusion? Do we know who directed the FBI to do this raid? Well, you know, Maria, that's what's going to be so important about this upcoming election in November. If the Republicans win the House, obviously, um, you know, with that, that's going to include the investigatory powers that we're going to need to get to the bottom of this. We need to know who's directing these things at the FBI, who decided uh, to to not uh, use other options to obtain these documents and to raid former President Trump's home, who decided to go to the media and say that there's disinformation from Russia coming out in the election. Stop reporting on on these issues that might be damaging to to to. Uh, uh, then, uh, you know, candidate Biden, uh, all of these things yeah. that we're seeing, they're coming from somewhere. And we need to get to the bottom of who is this and, and how do we root this out of the FBI so that we can get back to an organization institution that we trust better. You better do it. Damn it. You better do it. That's all I can say. The special master is going to oversee 20 boxes of items that were taken from the premises, including documents marked various classified top secret documents and documents that are sensitive or secret in comparison to attorney-client privilege. So you're looking at attorney-client privilege documents. Obviously, Donald Trump's passports were stolen as well by the FBI, and those have since been returned as far as we know. What do we know? Well, some of our favorite commentators and legal scholars, reporters and journalists online talking about What's actually happening behind the scene? Mike Davis tweeting this weekend. Mike Davis seeing the DNI will perform a political damage assessment. So the Department uh, of Intelligence will perform a damage assessment on Trump's records. This department is thoroughly and totally struck through with political agents of the Barack Obama era White House. We know this because Julie Kelly tweeting this special little image, something that I didn't actually know. Biden's domestic policy advisor is Susan Rice. Avril Haines is Biden's director of national intelligence. And Lisa Monaco is Biden's deputy attorney general, working for Merrick Garland, who is just a sad little pawn on this chessboard. Here they all are inside of a photo at the White House. When we say that this is Barack Obama's third term, we mean that. Not only do you have Barack Obama's vice president, who is just an empty Muppet on the stage. We have that upcoming. Wait till you see these new clips of Joe Biden from this weekend, man. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. No one's home. That's it. Milk of magnesia. Life alert commercial. That's what the White House is right now. You really think this guy's running this operation? Of course not. Look at the photo. Look at the photo. That's all you need to know right there. Christmas decorations and all. The Biden regime is Christmas morning for Barack Obama. These are Barack Obama stooges who are running the regime and running this operation against Donald Trump. The person who has been right about this operation every step of the way and the greatest investigative reporter on the deep state and the apparatchiks therein and somebody who joins the program now as a dear friend, Darren Beatty of Revolver News. Darren, thank you so much for being on the program and for being in a holding pattern here for a second as we got to the breaking news about the Baghdad collapse. I'm sure you have thoughts on this as it is another regime failure, I think just off the top, 
Can you tell us what you're seeing here in Baghdad as it relates to Joe Biden and his strategy to pivot to Donald Trump as the midterms near? Yes, um, the situation in Iraq, the political instability, I think it really just kind of underscores what we've seen um, in Afghanistan, which is that the whole enterprise, the so-called war on terror, including the major military operations in Iraq and Afghanistan, were total failures. And I think Biden certainly owns a piece of that failure, but he's um, by no means the sole or maybe even the largest um, equity holder in this failure that spans several, several uh, decades now, amazingly, several presidential administrations, and I think really implicates the entire deep ruling structure of our country, unfortunately, which has faced zero accountability for profound, disastrous, and unfortunately, deadly failures. There's been so much blood and so much treasure just spilt in these Middle East wars and it doesn't seem like the primary architects and proponents of it have faced any accountability. In fact, in the country more broadly, it seems like the only thing one actually faces accountability for is if you told a politically incorrect 20 years ago and someone brings it up. That's literally the only thing that you get punished for these days in the United States of America, not engineering a failed war that costs trillions of dollars and countless lives on all sides. The breaking news about the special master and the federal judge out of Washington, D.C., that shot this shocked me. Is it too little too late? Can you uh, break it down and sort of unpack what's happening now legally for Donald Trump in the FBI raid saga? Yeah, that's an interesting question. It's hard to tell exactly what will come of this. It's certainly a step in the right direction. I mean, I think generally when we're witnessing this, we need to root in favor of accountability and transparency. Um, you can't have one without the other. And it looks like the Trump team is pushing for maximum transparency here. So we'll see what this actually turns up. And I think this is going to be, you know, have to be put in consideration with the other aspect of the story you covered, which is this notion that, oh, we can't we can't turn over, uh, you know, the full uh, documentation related to this raid because that's, you know, a national security issue. And. You know, it's like the people who invoke national security in these contexts, these so-called national security professionals, their job is everything but what anyone would ordinarily understand to be national security. Their job is covering up the dirty work of their corrupt friends in this illegitimate ruling class. And their work is basically engaging in things like the failed Iraq and Afghanistan war. And that's when they're not conspiring directly against the American people. So really, when we hear the term national security in this uh, day and age, in this you know, political moment, we have to digest it with the same degree of cynicism that we should approach the term democracy itself, which has been similarly distorted and politically weaponized to use to mean something that is the exact opposite of what an ordinary person would understand the term to mean. So uh, national security basically means end of discussion. Uh, the, you know, the people are not going to get to see what actually precipitated this raid on a former president of the United States that was 
pushed through by the White House of a current president of the United States, who is his political rival. And mm -hmm. so if anything is a national security issue, it is the distrust in the legitimacy of our democratic process that ensues from not having full transparency with respect to the details of this raid. You've written extensively at Revolver about how the uh, the super states that have been created, uh, national security super states that have been created around the world, as they collapse, these structures will begin to look inward, spying on Americans, using the espionage tactics and using the clandestine tactics that should be uh, weaponized abroad on American citizens. Mm -hmm. There is no man more right in media right now than you. Uh, as you see Afghanistan collapse, as you see Iraq collapse and Ukraine collapse, uh, it does seem as though the paranoid state and the permanent state will begin to surveil and see as enemy combatants the people here inside of this country and use those clandestine tools on us. Can you talk sort of geopolitically about what happens when you have an Afghanistan and, and, and how these operations and weapons become internalized and pointed in the direction domestically at us? Yes, I, I think it can be useful, although it one is always careful not to push it too far, but I think it can be useful to consider um, the reconfiguration of the national security state in light of the relative decline of what I call the globalist American empire. I think an appropriate analogy is a wounded animal. A wounded animal is at the same time weaker, but more dangerous. And I think that's really the condition that our national security apparatus is in. The more embarrassments it accrues geopolitically on the public stage, the more aggressive it will be domestically against its hmm. own population. And I think these are mutually reinforcing trends that there's this term that a lot of people bandy about that I think in the context in which it's normally used is false. They say, uh, if you go woke, you go broke. I think internally within the globalist American empire, that's not true because basically to play at the highest levels, being woke is demonstrating one's fealty to the regime. The same way in China, you have to be at least friendly toward the CCP in order to operate at the highest levels in business or anything else. I think there's more or less the same kind of thing in the United States in relation to wokeness, which is basically all but the official ideology of the globalist American empire. However, I think this does apply, the go woke, go broke does apply in a geopolitical context. And it's not just in relation to wokeness, it's in relation to the decline of accountability, the erosion of our institutions, the disappearance of any kind of semblance of competence, the mismanagement of priorities, no kind of unifying grand strategy or vision. All of these things sort of combining uh, to produce a relative decline of America on the global stage. And as that kind of threatens the power of the corrupt and illegitimate ruling class of the country, they will need to resort to more aggressive and more overt methods of control against their own population. And so I think this is a very interesting transition that the country is going through in which the pretext of being a free society is abandoned. And we're mm -hmm. sort of 
it's a mask off situation and it's a very delicate one because i do think that the american population it can be controlled it can be manipulated but it does kind of require at least that illusion of freedom and i think the more that the ruling class has to step outside of that illusion the more precarious their position is so again it's the wounded animal of the national security state of the deep state it's a dangerous animal but it's wounded and so that's the uh that's the good news and the bad news uh at the same time final final question darren and it's a two-part question one the op-ed by charlie kirk on revolver about people being smart uh, in the wake of what's going on and the potential for donald trump to be put in handcuffs and taken yeah. to jail I think yeah. this was a fascinating op-ed. I'd like for you to touch on that. And yeah. in doing so, tell us where this is going in your expertise and in your analysis. Where do we go from here? What happens next? And preview that for the audience. No, it's a great question, Benny. And I think at this point, it's no secret that um, the possibility of an actual indictment of Trump is uh, probably at the very least 50%, maybe even more than that. And so the, the country just needs to pre be prepared for that possibility. In particular, Trump supporters need to be prepared for that and to act accordingly. And this piece in Revolver News by Charlie Kirk, which is an excellent piece, I encourage everyone to go and read it, basically says, yes, we know that the feds are corrupt. We know that the FBI is corrupt. We know that the national security state is weaponized against us. But... Because we know that, we need to be careful not to provide any additional pretext upon which they can further weaponize themselves against us. And they would like nothing more. I understand the impulse. It's outrageous what they're doing, want to fight back. But you can't fight back in a situation of such profound asymmetry, at least not fight back in the way that some people are thinking. And so it just encourages people to be very cautious the feds would like nothing more than to have some other event that they could seize upon and say, see, we told you these guys are domestic terrorists. See, we told you these guys were insurrectionists and fulfill their plan of basically total national security state control. Doesn't mean we don't fight back, just means we have to fight back in a more uh, uh, clever way um, and not a direct way that plays into the hands of our enemies essentially and where to from here do you think that do you th so you're saying 50 percent chance of donald trump being? i'd say at least at least you know i i don't feel comfortable making like a more exact prognostication mm -hmm. i could see it going either way and i think the situation may very well be dynamic i think that uh there is a uh, a lot of truth to the notion that maybe the DOJ overstepped its bounds in this raid, and that requires a certain calibration that might affect the likelihood of an indictment. I think these calculations are happening um, in real time and constantly mm -hmm. sort of uh, uh, constantly iterating and taking in new information. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. I think that's something that has been in the works. And so uh, it's something that the American people should be prepared for and understand how what the process is, how it would play out and what the implications are. And I think the biggest implication is, you know, we don't have a country. It doesn't matter if you win elections when you don't have the bureaucracy. And that's such an important point, because what Trump showed in 2016, in a way, it looked so optimistic for 
democracy in the actual sense of the term, which is that one guy can run against the coordinated opposition of every single powerful institution in the country, if not the world, and still win because he had the support of the people. And so that's a remarkable thing. But now we have to confront the flip side to that is that he could win, but he could be so neutralized precisely because of that coordinated opposition by every single powerful institution, including and especially the national security apparatus. So we need to expand the horizons of our um, concern, expand our notion of what the arena actually is. And I think in some ways there's almost an inordinate focus on winning elections when we understand that that's at the very most, it is a necessary but not sufficient condition. And so it's why I encourage the GOP, if you know, they would take anything seriously, they need to think about how to address this issue. One very simple, very feasible approach that I've recommended before in your program, they need to set up a whistleblowers fund. Use some of the money that they get from all the annoying emails they send us and actually do something good with it for a change, set up a fund that will defend and support whistleblowers, assuming there are a handful of patriots left in these national security institutions. They've seen how dark and dirty it is on the inside. And so let these hypothetical rank and file patriots that Mike Pence speaks of, let them come out and do the right thing and let's get them the support they need because this is the difficult and dangerous and absolutely necessary process of cleaning the house within the security bureaucracies. If we don't that do that, it doesn't matter if we win any more elections. All of politics will be fake and performative until and unless we bring that national security state to heel. Yes. And what we've seen with the collapse of Baghdad and the Green Zone and the evacuations this morning is how utterly incompetent and how how undeserving of power these people are. Thank you so much, Darren, for being on the program and being patient with our breaking news this morning as we covered this issue. Where can people find your work? Revolver.news. We've got some really uh, fresh stuff coming up. Uh, some new pieces will be published later on today. Um, go to Revolver.news, read Charlie Kirk's piece that we mentioned and a lot of news stories, including yet another spectacular failure we see in the Artemis space program. So maybe sometime in the future can come on. I'd love to give people the, the dirty details of what an absolute joke and disaster NASA has become. Wow. Yes. Get it booked. ALX, get it booked. Thank you, Darren, as always. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. Please go read Revolver News and do not read the New York Times. The New York Times editorial board calling on Attorney General Garland to indict Trump and prosecute him this weekend. The New York Times called for Attorney General Merrick Garland to indict and prosecute former President Donald Trump in alleged crimes surrounding 2020 election and the U.S. Capitol attack on January 6th. The liberal-leaning newspaper's editorial board presented the case against Trump in a Friday opinion column citing Trump's schemes to interfere in the certification of the elections. Well, that's very interesting. Mr. Trump, unprecedented assault on the integrity of the American democracy requires a criminal investigation, the editorial board wrote. The disturbing details of the... uh, 
post-election malfeasance meticulously assembled by January 6th committee leaves little doubt that Mr. Trump sought to support the Constitution, blah, 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 blah. Okay, what is this? The wrap-up smear. It's what always happens. They go to their corporate media shills. They have them write pieces like this. They use this as a predicate in order to attack and then in order to investigate, spy, and to trample on the civil rights of Donald Trump. This is a predictable occurrence. This is something that is happening in real time. Do They are going after Donald Trump. They want him in handcuffs. The only way for them to win is to put Donald Trump in handcuffs. Alan Dershowitz was on talking exactly about this, saying that they mustn't do this and that this will backfire terribly. Alan Dershowitz, take it away. Well, how little there is there. There is not enough to meet what I call the Richard Nixon or Hillary Clinton standards. The Richard Nixon standards, you don't go after the former president, certainly not one who may be a future candidate against the incumbent, unless you have consensus in the country, unless you have a smoking gun, unless you have a bipartisan support for going after him. You don't go after him on a weak uh, mishandling of information uh, case, even if it involves classified material. So there's a big difference between whether there's enough to get a search warrant, very low standard probable cause, whether there's enough even to get an indictment, again, very low standard. Chief Judge of New York Court of Appeals once said a prosecutor can get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich. The real question is the exercise of discretion. You do not go after a future presidential candidate Mm -hmm. unless something a lot more than what appears in the unredacted portions of the affidavit. On Newsmax, Dershowitz is saying, and by the way, this is probably the best defense attorney in America, right? This is the the only reason that O.J. Simpson walks free today. You could argue that that's not something to be proud of, but the only reason he walks free today is Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz, not a Republican. Alan Dershowitz, not a MAGA supporter, but sitting there saying, this is thin gruel. This is weak beer. There is no reason to do this. And that the case law and the precedent, because all legal bodies are based on precedent. All legality inside of our system is based on the precedent of the legal system. All precedent is on Donald Trump's side here. And again, you're seeing the initial rulings of the district court judges in Washington, D.C. in favor of Donald Trump. We'll see what happens, but we know this, that the Biden regime is obsessed, obsessed with putting Trump in jail. We know this because of what they've said on the record. We know this because of what has been reported. They are obsessed with putting Donald Trump in prison. The New York Times is writing this article because they are doing the muppeting of their masters. The New York Times is not a journalistic entity. It is simply a Muppet master publication for the vertically integrated DNC corporate media apparatchiks. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. If Attorney General Merrick Garland and his staff conclude that there is sufficient evidence to establish Trump's guilt on a serious charge in a court of law, then they must indict him too, the board writes, for Manhattan. As people get slaughtered in the street, as junkies and people with, with their pants down wander the streets, as New York descends into chaos, they write from their pretentious gray lady building that the New York Times can't even make enough money. They had to sell that building. They can't even make enough money to to keep their iconic building. No one should revel in the 
prospect of this, any former president facing criminal prosecution, the board wrote, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Are you kidding? Mr. Trump's actions have brought shame on one of the world's oldest democracies and destabilized its future. Really? Really? It's Trump destabilizing the future? What about Joe Biden saying that he wants to put his political opponents in jail? Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to present the case that Joe Biden in his last remaining two or three brain cells that ping pong ball around in his diseased cobwebbed skull is addicted to a single thing. And the single thing that Joe Biden is addicted to is to waking up every single morning, hitting the button on his life alert because he has the Werther's original stuck in the back of his mouth, in his dentures, and he can't get his dentures free and crapping his depends. That's what Joe Biden's addicted to. If there's two things he's addicted to, it's while doing that, he's saying, I want to put Donald Trump in jail. That is what Joe Biden is doing. Joe Biden knows he's a one-term president. He doesn't got it going on. And he can do the dirty deeds of the permanent class, the permanent deep state, by destroying his reputation and putting Donald Trump in prison. Thus saving this wretched oligarchical class in this country. That is what Joe Biden's obsessed with. And he lets his mask slip. Those masks are like pinned to his face. He met, lets his mask slip in uh, appearances like this on Jimmy Kimmel. Watch. You'd often get asked, look, the Republicans don't play it square. Why do you play it square? Yeah. Well, well, guess what? If we do the same thing they do, our democracy will literally be in jeopardy. Well, I mean, yeah. not a joke. And I, I understand that argument, but also it's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules? Well, you got to send them to jail, uh, you know. <laughs> there's that little box in there. Directly to jail? Go <laughs> directly to jail. Ha, 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 ha. I need to send my political opponents to jail. Ha, 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 ha. Joe Biden said this on Jimmy Kimmel's show as a... As a joke? Is Joe Biden, does Joe Biden have the senility to joke? No, of course not. Joe Biden means it. Joe Biden wants to utilize the force, the Gestapo force of the police state, the federal police state, in order to put his political opponents in jail. How do we know this? Because it's actually been reported by the stenographers of the regime inside of the New York Times. This article from way back at the beginning of the summer, article from the New York Times, Biden pressured Garland to indict Trump. Again, the only reason they publish this stuff is because they are regime stenographers. This is a signal. It's a signal from the Biden regime to Merrick Garland, you will indict Trump. The Attorney General's deliberative approach has come as a frustration of Democrat allies in the White House at times President Biden himself. As recently as late last year, Mr. Biden, confident in his inner circle that he believes former President Donald J. Trump was a threat to democracy and should be prosecuted according to two people familiar with the comments. And while the President has never communicated his frustrations directly to Mr. Garland, this is a lie, they put this in there in order to protect Joe Biden, he has said privately that he wanted wanted Garland to act less like a ponderous judge and more like a prosecutor willing to make decisive actions against Donald Trump in the events of January 6th. There it is. There it is. Boom. You want your evidence that this is a coup? This is a preemptive coup attempt? Do you want your evidence? It is sitting right there. The New York Times laying bare, laying bare what they intended to do to Donald Trump. This, this is it. 
They are using Barack Obama's third term in order to put Donald Trump in prison. And they don't care because they have an old, diseased, feeble, decrepit, dandruffy Muppet who's sitting inside of the Oval Office right now wondering when Matlock will come on and whether it will come on right after the price is right and then falling asleep in his chair. This will be the legacy of Joe Biden. We will see as Baghdad falls. As Baghdad falls, Donald Trump trolls the FBI with redacted Make America Great Again statement. They missed a page, Donald Trump said on Truth Social. Here we go. Donald Trump uh, putting this image up on Truth Social. (laughs) Make America Great Again. (laughs) Former President Donald Trump mocked the Department of Justice heavily redacted search warrant, uh, releasing a statement. They missed a page, Donald Trump said. Make America Great Again. We intend on putting that on a t-shirt. Ladies and gentlemen, new shirts available inside of the Benny store on BennyJohnson.com and on social media. Gas the wall, no new wars, cheap groceries. Look at that, no new wars. Baghdad today. Baghdad falls today. The collapse is happening. I'm not allowed to do that, Joe Biden says, while he seems to apologize for his aides for taking questions from reporters In case you're interested, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're interested, and by the way, I saw the email pop right up. Let's put them back up. That's my, that's, oh, that's this shop. That's shop at bennyjohnson.com. Please head on over there. We have the new Thug Life line out. Amazing Thug Life shirts. The Donald Trump, the Donald Trump shirts, mean tweets. Let's go. Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen, is not with us. He is not well. Joe Biden was at the White House and he had been exposing himself to questions from journalists before he apologized to his staff for taking questions from journalists. We have the clip of Joe Biden essentially apologizing, saying, I'm not supposed to do that as president when allowing reporters to ask questions. Remember the First Amendment? Joe Biden doesn't remember what he had for breakfast this morning, which was a milk of magnesia and some, some lukewarm oatmeal. Go. Where everybody thought anything would go. Thank you so much, Mr. President. Oh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I took control. I shouldn't do that. I'm not allowed to do that. Go ahead. You tell me. I think we're going to go ahead and um, have the rest of the conversation um, close I'm not supposed to do that. If you want to do an impression of Joe Biden, it's very simple. I don't have the voice exactly down. All you have to do is just stare, like squint into a teleprompter and gape open your mouth. (laughs) That's your impression. That's your impression of Joe Biden. It's not allowed. You know, it's also not allowed. Joe Biden, like standing next to reporters, as his wife demonstrated in this clip from the weekend, Joe Biden trying to talk to reporters. And the first time in presidential history that the first lady has gone and grabbed a president and yanked him backwards. Go, go in, Dr. Jill. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, 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 my goodness. What a disaster. Why are they going so hard in the paint, the deep state? Because they know that Joe Biden isn't there. They know Joe Biden can't stop them. They know that Biden is simply, again, a diseased Muppet that just is a sock puppet for the third term for Barack Obama. 
There we go. The revenge arc continues. Now, we started the show on Friday about the Zuckerberg comments that the FBI approached the social media behemoth of Meta, which uh, owns a bunch of companies, but Instagram and Facebook are the most famous among them, and said that you must censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. Well, the FBI has responded to that, saying that it routinely notifies social media firms of potential threats. It hits back against Mark Zuckerberg's claim on Joe Rogan's podcast that Facebook quashed the Hunter Biden laptop story for seven days after the warning from the agency. So, as a fresh reminder, here is what Mark Zuckerberg said that the FBI did in order to collapse the true and verifiable laptop of Hunter Biden that the FBI has had in their possession since 2018. Zuck on Rogan, go! Like, there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New yeah, York we Post. had that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some, some folks on our team, and was like, hey, um, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. There was, the, we, we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of, of um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So our protocol is different from Twitter's. What Twitter did is they said, you can't share this at all. Um, we didn't do that. What, what we do is we have, um, if something is reported to us as potentially um, misinformation, important misinformation, we, we also have this third-party fact-checking program because we don't want to be deciding what's true and false. And for the, I think it was five or seven days when it was basically being um, being determined whether it was false, um, the distribution on Facebook was decreased, but people were still allowed to share it. Okay, so what is happening now? So now the FBI is fighting back against Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg, the founder, owner, creator of Facebook, saying that the FBI comes to us routinely and says, hey, censor these stories. And Zuckerberg saying, we have a fact-checking program, and we reduced the distribution. Unlike Twitter, we didn't kill the story completely. We reduced its distribution while the fact-checkers went after it. And they welcomed the fact-checkers to go after it. And to be quite honest, we feel for Mark Zuckerberg in this situation. The FBI has guns. They have the power to destroy your company and to subpoena you. and to coll- you know, The FBI is a law enforcement. They're very scary, dangerous, sick people over there. And obviously, we've detailed in detail exactly how sick the FBI is, but everything from the plot against the construction and manufacturing of the kidnapping plot against Gretchen Whitmer to the looking the other way as Larry Nasser abused the Team USA gymnastics girls. I mean, this place is sick. I mean, it's a repulsive organization. All the way up to, of course, raiding Donald Trump's house. And if they can raid Donald Trump's house, yo, uh, they can raid your house. They can do anything they want to. So, I mean, listen, man, this is a threat. It's a threat. By guys with guns. That's what happened with Mark Zuckerberg. The FBI responded uh, uh, to Meta's CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, claiming that the agency warned Facebook about the Hunter Biden laptop story in 2020. During an appearance on the Joe Rogan Experience, Zuckerberg told the comedian and podcaster that the feds told the social media giant to be vigilant in the face of Russian disinformation. The agency said that they did not specifically ask about Hunter Biden's laptop, Uh, It says the FBI routinely notifies U.S. private sector entities, including social media providers, of potential threat information so that they can decide how better to defend themselves against threats. Not your job, FBI. 
We have a First Amendment in this country. You're allowed to believe that the earth is flat. This is the right of you as an individual citizen to believe whatever you wish to believe. What is the, the FBI is not in the business of constructing First Amendment arguments. It is in the business of law enforcement. That's it. Not your job. The FBI sitting there and destroying the First Amendment right of Americans to know true and factual information that the FBI literally has in their storage locker. Jeez. So the FBI sit there, sitting there on the Hunter Biden laptop, and we've said it many, many times, Donald Trump should have just had a copy of the Hunter Biden laptop in his safe. If Donald Trump was really thinking geometrically and thinking ahead here, then just put a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop in your safe. The FBI raids it. The FBI takes the laptop. And then you can tell everyone that the FBI has finally the Hunter Biden laptop. The FBI then has to admit that they have Hunter Biden's laptop. Man, would have been the greatest troll in American history. Poll. Eight in 10 Americans think Hunter Biden's laptop cover-up changed the election outcome. This is why these kind of moves by the FBI are so damaging and so dangerous. Now, we know from FBI whistleblowers that FBI agents were ordered not to look into the laptop. The FBI engaged in election interference in 2020. There is no other way to describe it. A whopping 79% of Americans suggest that Donald Trump's Donald Trump likely would have won re-election had voters known the truth about Hunter Biden's laptop and the crimes detailed therein. The survey of 1,300 adults was conducted earlier by a New Jersey-based Technomerica Institute of Policy and Politics. The vast majority of those followed the issue said that they believe that the laptop is real, while 11% say they still believe it was created by Russia. Yikes, man. The stupid is strong with some of these people. Eight in 10 respondents said that a truthful interpretation of the laptop would have changed the election outcomes to favor Trump. The poll found that more than 51% uh, give the media a failing grade for their coverage of the laptop. The media did this because they took the letter, remember the letter from the, the intel officers saying that it was Russian disinformation. The FBI was ordered not to look into the laptop based on whistleblower testimony and so on and so on. The FBI then went to social media companies in order to strangle them and choke them and to say, you better not allow this true information to be found out by the voters. This organization must be dismantled. It must be. There are a lot of different ways to do it, but you could shop out the services of the FBI to other agencies. You could, you could just, you just essentially fire the top layer of leadership at the FBI, scrape them off. And then start with new oversight. There's a lot of ways to do it. A lot of ways to do it. Midterms on a knife's edge. Nearly 6 in 10 Republican voters want Trump to run in 2024, while 54% of Democrats want Biden to step aside. New poll shows. Wow. Inflation remains top concern for Americans ahead of November vote. Voters on the left surveyed by USA Today and Ipsos polls say they are not enthused about the 79-year-old commander-in-chief despite recent boost in job approval numbers. Trump, on the other hand, had seen a slight boost in support since the FBI's raid on Mar-a-Lago. It is backfiring in their face. When given the two options, 59% of Republican voters said that they would support the ex-presidents for another term, while 41% said it's time for a change. 44% of Democrats asked the same thing about Biden, said he should not be the nominee in 2024. Whoa! 56% majority of Democrats said they need new leadership in the party. So as the FBI raids Donald Trump, as the regime behaves like a wounded animal, as Aaron Beatty says, they begin to collapse further and further and further in Joe Biden's approval inside of his own party. As Donald Trump, they begin to 
reinforce his approval in the Republican Party. It's going to backfire. We've said it before and we'll say it again. It's going to backfire. The next poll from Rasmussen shows that Republicans maintain a five-point lead on the generic congressional ballot. Yo! Republicans are not supposed to have a lead on the generic congressional ballot. That's never happened in my lifetime. This is insanity. This has never happened in my lifetime where Republicans have a maintain a five-point lead on the generic ballot right now. Generic ballot maintain a five-point lead over Democrats. The same lead as the previous week Rasmussen poll on Friday found. The Republicans look to retake Congress in 2022 midterm elections only 74 days away. The most recent Rasmussen poll showed that 47% of likely U.S. voters would elect a Republican compared to 42%. You are never supposed to have those kind of numbers because culture is controlled by leftist media. Leftist information is shouted from the rooftops of Hollywood, big corporate news companies, big corporate newspapers. They are supposed to have end-to-end control. Republicans throughout my entire lifetime have been at a deficit on the generic ballot. No longer. The fall of Baghdad, ladies and gentlemen, is here and is going to be devastating. Republicans only have a five-point lead, which is the same as last week's Rasmussen poll. It's down from a 10-point lead in July. This is why Democrats needed to raid Trump and they needed to change the tenor of the conversation to being all about Trump. They cannot live and they cannot survive without Trump. It's an interesting crisis inside of the PR world. Because on some level, Trump is the person who is going to be defeating them in 2024. So you are artificially boosting him. But on the same level, it sways independents away from voting Republican. And there are Republicans, you know, who are sort of split. We saw 56-40, essentially, is the percentage of Republicans back and forth. So this is the, the play at hand. They don't want to make it about Biden. When they make it about the in-party, then Biden collapses. When they make it about the people in charge... And their failures, whether that be Afghanistan, now Baghdad, more reports will be live tonight. We'll see what's happening tonight. Drew Hernandez joins the program. He had an incredible clip where he yelled at Katie Hobbs about her racism. Now, racism. Katie Hobbs was racist in her office and the state of Arizona had to pay $2 million to a black employee of Katie Hobbs, the Democrat running for governor in Arizona. We're going to have Drew Hernandez on tonight. Also, speaking of Arizona and speaking of positive and happy, wonderful things, we want to give a huge shout out to our dear friend, Charlie Kirk, who has just announced that he and his wife, Erica, who we know and love, have welcomed their first child into the world. I'm not sure if we can get the announcement up. Be nice to see if we could like maybe toss up the, uh, the photo. Charlie has announced this on his Telegram, welcoming to the world his baby daughter. Big legacy moves by Charlie and Erica Kirk. We want to say congratulations, heartfelt. This news, of course, broke while we were on the show. It broke just a few minutes ago. Charlie Kirk posting on his telegram, welcome to the world, baby girl. We love you so much. Erica did so well. That's his wife, Erica Kirk. Praise God. So Charlie is now a father. This comes as a shock to me who did not know that this was happening. But Charlie is a, uh, Charlie's got a big old following going on and a lot of people 
A lot of crazy people in the world. I deeply understand wanting to keep your children safe. I deeply understand wanting to keep your family private and wanting to keep these, uh, you know, these various big life things private. Uh, so we just want to say way to go more babies, more children, more American babies. Come on, baby. Come on. Literally and metaphorically. Come on, baby. We love families. We love children on the show. We love you on this show. T- talk to me, ba- talk to me, people. Can we get it up, Royce? Okay. All right. We want to show. Uh, we want to show all of you the uh, the happy news from the happy news from the Kirks. But we are in favor of families. We agree with Elon Musk that there is a depopulation issue in the world. This is happening because evil forces, psychotic, demonic, satanic forces that do not love the human race, that want the human race to be collapsed, and that think, I mean, if you're looking at the Georgia Guidestones, and they're, they're saying that the, the, the total population of the world should be uh, 500 million people. Well, that would mean the elimination of like 90% of the world's population, right? Maybe perhaps more. There's like 7 billion people in the world. So it's pretty sick stuff. So anyway, we say, we say congratulations to Charlie. There we go. There we go. Come on, people. There's Charlie, the little uh, baby hands there holding, uh, holding what I think is Charlie's hands and uh, an announcement. Charlie Kirk is now a father. <laughs> Way to go. There's the alpha energy, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, make that bigger, Royce. Can we, can, there you go. There you go. There it is. There it is. More babies, more parents. We'd have a different world if we had more alpha energy in this country. More men lifting heavy things, being fathers. More men carrying heavy things, being stand-up. Dads for their kids. Having the responsibility of being a father. Feeling that responsibility every single day and then taking action. It's incredible how much you care about this country when you own land, when you have skin in the game, when you have children who will inherit the country after you. And you say to yourself, and I say to my, this to myself every single day, wow, damn it. Like, this is the reason. I wake up with my kids. I have my two little baby girls in my arms. And I say, this is the reason. This is the reason for everything. All right, that's enough. All right. Well, a huge congratulation to the Kirks and a notice for this crew right here, the Benny Show crew. We have an email address. There it is. Here's the email address. Please, if we we saw your emails on Friday, we want to hear from you. There's the email address. If you want to write us about the show, if we're missing a story, we missed the story about the Dutch farmers because we like don't pay attention to news from the Netherlands. It's not really normally in our feed. We're not like, you know, hurdy let's, let's go check in on the Netherlands. Somebody wrote us an email, said you got, like early on, you got to check out what's going on with the Dutch farmers. Thank you for your feedback. We will be responding to these emails when, when and if we can. We love hearing your feedback. Write our show. Are we missing potential guests? Are we missing potential topics? Do you just want to tell us that my, my hair is off this morning, right? I mean, look, at the, look at these. Look at that. Look at that colic. Cow lick. Look at that cow lick. I'm from Iowa. There's plenty of cows. A cow licks the back of your head. Your hair goes flying up like alfalfa. There it goes. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to hear from you. This is a show that's driven by you. We do this show every day for you. We are like you. 
you know, like normal dudes. I'm a normal guy. I'm just a homie from the Midwest. All right. I got no special degrees. I went to community college. I got a room temperature IQ. That means like a solid 75. Okay. Hovering right around there. But what we do every single day, and we make this our business is to look through the news, synthesize it in a way that you can understand, bring on experts that will talk to you about what's going on in the world around you and cover stories, huge stories that will not be covered by corporate press and the vertically integrated DNC apparatchik. And so we say, thank you. God bless you. We love you. We love you. We've been seeing record viewership on the show. We've been busting our asses to make sure that we are delivering excellence every single day and delivering something of value to you and your newsfeed. We just want to say thank you once more for tuning in. The reason we do this show is God, family, country. Those are our priorities in order. Family now, family. Way to go, Charlie Kirk. He's a dad. Yo, yo, yo. God, family, country. We're born free men and women, and we're going to stay that way. We're going to stay that way by creating a movement so powerful, it cannot be stopped. And that's what happens when free people unite. God bless all of you. Have an incredible Monday. We hope the show lifted your spirits. Be blessed. Stay free. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show.